What's brewing, ATX? Glad to have you back with us today. Ian Grossman here alongside the plant-based machine, Greg Carlson. Howdy. The new plant-based machine. Yes, 18 days. Big things ahead in today's episode. Now, if you live in Austin, you've walked the Ladybird Lake hike and bike trail, it's likely you've seen a sign that reads, Live a Great Story. In fact, there's a good chance you took a selfie in front of it. I actually did that this weekend. Um, well, there's a great story behind Live a Great Story, and who better to share that with us than the creator of this tagline and now worldwide inspirational message, Zach Horvath. I said that correctly? Got it. Awesome. Thank you for joining us today. I personally can't wait for today's conversation. If you're listening, you'll hear Zach's incredible story. You'll find out how to get involved in the Live a Great Story community and learn what you can do to spread the inspiration. It's one of your taglines, right? Spread the inspiration. Spread. I like that. The inspiration. The inspiration. Specific. Love it. As always, be sure to follow us on Instagram at What's Brewing ATX. Subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you listen to your podcast. Give us that five-star rating. We're up to like 20-something five-star ratings. Goodness gracious. People must like what Blowing they hear. Up. We're always looking for suggestions from viewers on topics. Let us know if you're listening. You'd like to be a guest. And be sure to stick around for the weekly brew at the end of the episode where we talk about Hooters <laughs> in downtown Austin. Again? We're not talking about uh, the restaurant. Greg's ears perked up. Watch out. <laughs> Everybody looks thirsty. Zach, parched. you look parched. Take it away. Our guest is going to do our beer feature for the week. What are we drinking? We are drinking the Lake Austin Ales Juicy Blonde Ale. Mm. It's a, they're, the Lake Austin Ales are a tropical juice bomb filled of positive waves and golden haze. Yeah. They add pound after pound of juicy hops to every batch to make them refreshing, luscious, and imminently crushable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a good descriptor. Sounds like it's going to be a fun hour. Yeah. This is a super premium craft that's fresh enough to satisfy thrill seekers and thrill seeker and everyone. Yeah. Hop on board and grab a taste. The Juicy Blonde Ale is hitting the scene just as the days start to get longer and the sun starts to climb higher. <laughs> we say that as the, the days are now. just happened, right? Yeah. We can drink these whenever we want. <laughs> they double dry hop each batch with excessive quantities of premium tropical hop blends until it's packed with juicy notes of pineapple and stone fruit. It's big on flavor, mm. low on bitterness and as refreshing as a cool lake breeze on a Texas summer day. Who wrote that? Woo! Goodness gracious. Poet. That's... We gotta try these. We gotta drink. Let's crack them open. Who's thirsty? Let's go. And we got 16 ounces today. Oh, the big boys. Yeah. Ooh. Cheers. 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 Crush. Yum. Oh, do you usually go for lighter beers? Yeah, I'd say so. I drink a lot of IPAs and um, pale ales and things like that, but mm -hmm. that's usually like a summertime thing. Yeah. So now we're transitioning into like the stouts and the porters, a little colder weather. Something like a little, little meaty. A little more meaty. <laughs> yeah. I uh, uh, I was never a fan of the dark beer. Just I think just because I hadn't tried it, I was just kind of afraid to. And I got in the, the dark beer, the stout train uh, in Austin probably five years ago. Mm. I had one and I was hooked. 
So I love a good dark beer in the woods. Good stuff. Oh yeah. What do you give this, Craig? Man, I give one this, to ten. I give this a ten out of ten. <laughs> what? Yeah, because it's a, it's got all, all the things I like you ever enthusiasm. need. It's made with stone fruit. For crying out loud. It's really nice. It is definitely not very bitter. These guys are thinking outside the box. Very smooth. Wow. Well, let's let's dive right in, shall we? <laughs> Zach, tell us. We want to know. What's your story? It's quite the story. You were born. That's what we like to hear. And then <laughs> what happened after that? <laughs> All the way back to the beginning? <laughs> wherever you want, yeah, wherever wherever you want, want to start. start. Yeah, well, I wasn't born in Austin, but I got here as fast as I could. Yeah, so it took me nine years. All right, maybe ten. I, yeah, I mean, I think one of the interesting parts that is definitely like a, a big part of my story is that I actually grew up in Hungary. So when I was five, hmm. wow, I moved to Debrecen, Hungary. Have you ever been to Budapest by any chance? No, it's on my list. Moving higher up the list. Oh, Budapest is the coolest. Yeah, I've been a lot of places, and it's. Tops. And the way you're saying it makes me realize I've probably been saying it way incorrectly. Not. You've been saying it in real American. Budapest. Yes, it's a shh. Budapest. Budapest. Okay. Hungary has, I think, 46 letters in their alphabet. So, um, yeah. So, That's a lot. Yeah, it is. My dad's Hungarian. His name's Attila. Attila. Attila Horvath. Yeah. Wow. So, a very Hungarian name. Not one you hear often here, but very frequently named there okay it's very mm. common john smith type name um Attila. but yeah i grew up in hungary and that was kind of a big part of my story and playing sports and soccer and learned how to read and write hungarian before english and definitely like a very cool experience growing up my youngest sister was born in hungary yeah and so um it was a cool thing and then pretty shortly after that I moved to austin so around the early 2000s, I moved here and became an Austinite. It's a good there's, place to come. There's a lot more happening all around that and, oh, yeah. and since then, um, but it's just been quite the ride. And I think Austin's, I've definitely traveled quite a bit, and Austin's a cool city, and there's a lot of things brewing here. Oh, yeah. Oh, did you do that on purpose? Oh, Holy what? schmucks. Give us a little bit more about what's brewing in ATX, all right? So you, you moved to Austin in the early 2000s. And I mean, what what started this this yeah. journey? What'd you do for yeah for school, for work? What? So I've always kind of been entrepreneurial, creative, and pretty much I started my first thing in high school. So I've been on selling that. Selling DVDs. Like, selling shirts. Shirts. Yeah. What kind? Screen printed shirts. You made them? Uh, no. Okay. I have screen printed. The first Little Great Story shirts were screen printed in my studio apartment in San Diego. Yeah. Small run. That is no no joke to do it yourself. So very quickly realized that's not the route. But um, in high school, I screen I had some shirts, and that really like kind of started me off on this creative direction of business. And I always knew that I wanted to be a business person, entrepreneur, and really forge my own route. I think that's a big part of it all. And so uh, I only went to one year of ACC, very begrudgingly, but it didn't last very long. And really like, I think before Live A Great Story, I mean, I've, I've been building things for a long time. So I pretty much have started like six or seven side projects 
from like school, high school, all the way until um, like live a great story. I think live is like six or seven or eight of the things I've done. So I've just been trying to build things for a long time. So are these all things that you were like, this is going to make a lot of money or things that you were just like interests, hobbies, passions that you figured, let me Yeah, which came first, the chicken or the egg? I, I don't know. I think they're more passion than money focused. Mm -hmm. I've never really been too money driven. I always figured that would be a byproduct of life and like being on that route and being passionate about something. So it wasn't like, I want to make a bunch of money. How can I do that? Let me start a business. It was, here's what I'm interested in. Here's what I think is cool. Here's what um, keeps me engaged, gets me into flow type things. And I tried a bunch of those. And I think definitely early on, it was a lot of shiny object syndrome. So it would be like, you know, definitely my superpower is ideas. So I would be working on something and get really excited. And then I'd see something else and stop that thing and start this new thing and work on that for a lot of excitement and kind of chase that excitement um, for quite a while. Probably yeah. like a lot of parental figures and older people are not thinking that's the best route, but it for sure was really cool because I got to collect a bunch of skills, building yeah. websites, business plans, marketing, like operations, all these things that I just was able to do like pretty repeatedly and every time like learning more and more. So that down the road, whenever like I, I, I kind of treated it, I guess, as like an education. So I didn't go to school. I was reading a bunch, learning, doing courses, things like that, and and so just really collecting skills and experiences to apply for whatever's next. Yeah. So mm -hmm. where in that journey did Live a Great Story start? We're in 2019 now. Yeah. So yeah. Live a Great Story, the the Live a Great Story story started in 2012. I bought a one-way ticket to Europe and I traveled for seven months. So ended up being all over Europe, pretty much every country, over 50 cities. And through that experience of wow. traveling and hosteling and couch surfing and hitchhiking and doing all the things that, um, and really continuing on that route of like living my story and like yeah. wanting to figure that out. Um, the phrase live a great story evolved. And it was really cool. I actually have the, like a, a notebook that I was carrying around and it says live a great story and it's like the first time it came to life. And then I, um, when I got back to Austin, I didn't really know, I came back to like keep building something or career or something like traveling's fun, but I think building is part of me and creating. And so I wanted to keep doing that. And so um, I didn't really know what that looked like, but I was inspired by a live a great story. So I grabbed a can of red spray paint and I went out one night, late night, and spray painted three things. One of them said, if your life was a book, would anybody read it? Inspired by Nas, Dillmatic. Um, there you go. Yeah, classic. Yeah. World minute. is yours. <laughs> yeah. Throwback. Mm. And uh, the other one said, do you have campfire stories? Thinking about the idea of being with your grandkids, 80 years old, sitting around a campfire. What are you going to tell them? Right? Are you going to be boring? Are you going to have yeah. good stories? And then live great story. And so, Live a Great Story came out. These are all, you, you did it in Austin. In Austin, yeah. Okay. Um, all like real high traffic areas, 15th and Lamar, Caesar, underneath the railroad tracks, and then on the bridge where the Live a Great Story is today. Um, so, people started taking pictures of the Live a Great Story one, and it mm -hmm. started spreading. 
and has never stopped. Was that the intention? Then. No. He just <laughs> you just wanted to graffiti. Felt called to it. Some thoughts into, into downtown Austin. Yeah. I think a big part of it was like not knowing what to do, but even when you don't know what to do, you still got to do stuff. Yeah. You can't just be static. And so I was thinking I was going to move. I was going to take next steps, whatever was going to happen. But I think taking action in general is the name of the game for anything. And just like, even if you're just doing little things, you just got to keep doing it. Um, and that was part of those things. And I had kind of a street art background and done some stenciling and stuff and mm. Banksy and wheat pasting and, and things like that. And so, uh, it just came out and then it really <laughs> took about a year, I think from the original live a great story until, uh, it like became a thing. Yeah. So like, at what point did you find out or I know like with Instagram, is that how you found it? Like through hashtags or something? Yeah, someone tagged me in a photo. So it was, I guess the blue, it was blues on the green season. So everybody was walking across the bridge. Yeah. Mm. And so it stayed up for, you know, a couple, this was back when it was like every week or like every other week, it was a lot more frequent. And so someone just tagged me in it and then it had the hashtag in the picture, clicked on the hashtag and there was a bunch You're of like, photos Holy of it. shit. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, that's really cool. But still at that point, it wasn't like, whoa, there's something here. Yeah, yeah. It was just, oh, that's pretty cool. Um, people like it. And so uh, what actually ended up happening was shortly after that summertime, I moved to San Diego, no friends, no nothing, blank, fresh start, yeah. pretty crazy uh, move. And ended up being a lot more difficult than I expected it to be and, and kind of a, a tough decision. Uh, that I wanted, I think, like I wanted to like struggle and, and take a next step and keep pushing my comfort zone and like just keep collecting experiences. And so uh, when I moved to San Diego, I spray painted again on a wall in the midst of like being pretty down. It was like, and it was more of a personal reminder. It's like, so keep, keep going, going. Keep, yeah, keep, keep your head up. Um, I, I, I think I spray painted that one and then another one that's uh, – Maybe the night, that same night or the night after or whatever, but it said all great stories have ups and downs. And so um, same thing happened with that live a great story. People started taking pictures of it. It was on another like main street that people drove in and out of San Diego, like pretty heavy traffic. And that turned into like, hmm, something's here. Like, let's keep doing it. Uh, I was working at a bar like at the door at the time. It was like a really terrible job. And so I would... Uh, I ended up making the logo. So the original logo was square mm. and I would wheat paste it. So I get, I was working at the job. I'd get off at two or 3 AM or whatever and walk around the city with like a can of like a bottle of wheat paste that I, at that time was mixing myself and a roller and just like paper and just put up these in the middle of the night, the middle of the night, just Boom. like solo mobbing 3 AM wow. down these like dark streets. That's how you do it. Yeah. That was crazy. Um, it was, it was really like, reflective in that time of like, you know, when you're walking down the street by yourself at two 30 in the middle of the night and you're just like no headphones on cause you gotta be pretty aware, you know, each one of those is a felony. So it's like, if you get caught, you get pretty badly caught and, yeah. and, can, and can turn bad pretty quick. And so, um, but put up a couple of night and was like pretty strategic about it. Most of the ones were really like, 
they weren't just garbage throw ups. Like I was climbing stuff and jumping fences and hitting like pretty cool spots like on billboards and on the other side of fences and things. But essentially the same thing just like repeated itself and people kept taking pictures and, and, and it just kept spreading and I would DM people and I made stickers and buttons and I would just pass those out to people and they would spread and huh. and that's kind of how it just like started going and going and I still like for months after I was like while I was doing that I was still like looking for a real job and still trying to do other stuff and at one point my buddy was like dude I think you know we had gone out I think to um, one of the colleges there and like we pasted around this college and then a couple of weeks later he's like dude like people see this all the time like <laughs> I've seen people taking pictures of this like where we went and so he's like I think you're on to something and so that was kind of like the first time I was like all right like there's something here let's keep going and on the on the Instagram page most of it is pictures that people have taken what are some of like the craziest places you're like, holy shit, my, my tagline, my, my sticker is in this. Like where are some of the ones that caught your eye? Definitely the craziest are on people's bodies. <laughs> like that's, that's the most crazy. Wow. Two covered up. Yeah. No, oh. like, like tattoos. Oh, tattooed and, yeah. What did you think? Get your mind out of the gutter, Greg. Goodness. He told an ass. <laughs> wow. People tattooed it. Like two yeah. dozen. Oh my god! Yeah. So that's the that's the craziest. Um, and I've run into people that have tattoos. Like that's twice. And you're like, insane. I'm the guy. Yeah. What in the world? Yeah. That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. I want to know at what point did where's the turning point when you decided to turn this into a business? When was that? What did it look like? I think you asked a question earlier, was this for money or for interest? Yeah. And there's an interesting question. And for a long time, I mean, it's never really been about the money. And so even though there's like a business side of it, it even when it was a business, it wasn't really about the business side. Right. So it's an interesting thing to think about because that's partially what's held it back a lot is that it wasn't like let's make as much money from this as possible, which I would say now is also a bigger focus because the amount of impact that we can make is directly proportional to the amount of money we make, right? And yeah, there's, and I think people I think people get that mixed up. Like there's nothing wrong with making money and making a lot of money. You're doing it out of out of passion and there's ways the yeah, the more money you make, the more ways you can find to make an impact. So. Yeah, exactly. And, and so for a long time, it wasn't about the money and we were trying to do like a lot of community things and events and tell stories and like those things don't make money. And it's like really hard to monetize anything like even, you know, a podcast or a blog or videos. Mm -hmm. Like it's like insanely difficult to, to make real money off of that or events and, and things like that. And so, um, but that was like always a direction. I was like, I don't want to start a clothing company. Like I vocalized that very clearly to myself and to others. I was like, that's not the goal here. And so for a long time, it was like trying to do other stuff and still a lot of shiny objects syndrome, even within one thing. Mm -hmm. um, and so like really 
the, it's kind of an interesting question because there's definitely like progressions of that. Like at what point was this, this, and, and there's probably like a handful of, st- I'm going to stick with this business idea decisions. One time was with that friend on the couch. Yeah. Um, another time my grandfather passed away and like when that happened, I like fully committed to it like a hundred percent, but that was still like in 2016. So that was still not like totally monetized. And then, I mean, lots of like micro decisions. Um, but then really I think where it kind of like hockey sticked was at the end of last year, we launched a Kickstarter called, uh, to launch the world's first subscription accountability journal. Cause we kind of took four years of learning and people's stories. It's like, what's the biggest obstacle that people have and there's inspiration, but like, how do you stay inspired? And, mm-hmm. the, and the idea was that we could build this physical item that would show up in the mail every month and would encourage you to be introspective about who you are, what you're doing. And it would nudge you just a little bit more in the right direction on a monthly basis. And we tested it. People loved the idea. It was epic. Design was great followed all the Kickstarter deals and it really, in the end, we funded the Kickstarter, but it wasn't a successful venture to launch that and ended up losing like quite a significant amount of money. And at that point it was like, okay, well, there's no other choice here, but to make a significant amount of money to get out of the significant amount of money problem that we're in. And so that was at the end of last year, pretty much was like, we have to sell as much as possible. And that, decision to like really business it and like okay nothing else but we're gonna sell stuff until until we make our money back and then um so it's been a really interesting year we're definitely like on a crazy growth trajectory in 2019 and um it's been a cool ride like that decision definitely changed a lot and has allowed us to do some other things and especially like moving into 2020 and we just held the conference which wouldn't have happened without the products and kind of some more things because we monetize we're able to take that kind of personal fund to fund these like media and event sites that would take a lot longer to monetize on their own so um that's kind of a long-winded question answer to the question but uh, definitely, I think it's just like, especially on this ride of entrepreneurship, it's about just like micro stepping and as like as much as possible to like take the little steps in the journey and, and make as many small mistakes as possible. Um, and just like stick to that action and like taking action is where like the, the real things can happen because that's where you like are in it to see the next step because you can't really see that far down the road. It's really hard to see a couple months, years, like forever, right? But if you can see like next week, the next month, next couple months, next quarter, whatever, then um, then you can. Then I found that that's kind of like the best way to do it because then you're taking very purposeful action to like stay aligned with what you're doing instead of like reaching and kind of spreading too far outside of of what you should be doing. Yeah. So, how has this changed your life? Like, and what, what facet of your life has it changed the most since it started picking up momentum? I don't know if, I think the coolest thing about Live Great Story in general, and I'm a part of this, is that it just makes you a better person. You can't be living a great story and to look at that every single day 
and go backwards, right? It's yeah. not, it's, it's just not what it's about. And so over time, making those decisions, but more directed at personalization, you know, authenticness, um, support, love, um, ambition, pursuit, like those were, you know, impact those words. If you're just doing like a little bit at a time over time, that stuff compounds. And so like with everybody that, you know, we get tons of emails all the time about this, but it's like, even with me, um, it's really cool to see how that's compounded over time and how like it's made me such a better person through this ride. And there's of course like business stuff, but that's once that's only like a small part of life. I think that relationships and, you know, caring about people and, um, being authentic and vulnerable and real and all of these things that are, I think way more important than success in the business financial terms. Um, it's really cool to see how that's like evolved. I was actually on a call on a podcast today with my friend from, uh, Philly and we met, I think two years ago we hosted a micro event in Philly. He, we met through live a great story. He found it in a rough time in his life, took it around the world, did some cool things, spread it in Philadelphia. And I went out there to host an event. And so we hadn't talked really in a long, in like DMS and, and stuff like that, but we haven't like caught up and he's been running a podcast for a while and we had this call and we're like talking about all these like really cool themes. And I just realized like through that discussion with him, I was like, wow, like to think that where I was like two years ago or even three years ago when we first found it to like now and like these, you know, this philosophy that I'm talking about or like these values or like these lessons, it's so cool to like feel so much more connected to that. Like at one point it's kind of theory, right? And it's like cliches and things like that. But when you actually like live it and it becomes like part you're of who you well, you're are. surrounded by it. Yeah, you're surrounded by it and you like have to like I have to do that. Yeah. And I choose to do that and I choose to practice it and I choose to like live in that. Then like like I said, a little bit over time and, and compounding, it's just it's really sunk into like a solid core of my foundation. Um, which is like a crazy feeling to like think about like how much this is just and it, and, and it just like you know on a daily basis is like you can do this bad thing or you can do this thing or you can do this like slightly better thing you know and it's like it's those like micro choices that we make all the time yeah. that if you just keep making those like slightly better decisions you know just for a year straight or a month straight or you know whatever that over time that stuff just like and all of a sudden you're like whoa like this is insane yeah so it's clearly had a, an impact from an introspective perspective, like your your overall state of being, it seems like you're committed to living this. Talk about locally, from like a relationship standpoint, and people that you've been able to meet from it. How is how is live a great story exposed you? I mean, you're, we're in a badass city to to meet people. Yeah, I mean, I think you know one of the things that kind of an integral part of my story is that. I want my gravestone to say he did cool shit with cool people. Like that's, I think at the end of it all, that's really what I want to have lived is to spend time doing cool things. However I define what cool is, is like really pursuit, adventure, comfort zone pushing, but, and then 
doing that with people that I care about. And so Austin is like the city for that and doing that collaboratively. And like, you know, like the whole conference, for example, that we just threw, we had nine speakers, all like super high level people, very progressed, you know, leaders in the community. Like all of those people came from Love a Great Story. Everybody that was there that is building something, they're creative, they're photographers, they're video, they're charities, they're, you know, business, everything all those people came from that and and so because they they saw the sign and and followed the path to you or what like how did they all just like connect maybe connections people knew someone that knew someone that knew zach like yeah i mean i think austin austin is a connecting city yeah. so just starting something you start a podcast you're going to meet a bunch of people right yeah. you start a business you start doing anything you're just going to meet people and then you're going to run into them at Whole Foods, you're going to run into them at Sprint Squad, you're going to run into them at this event or at WeWork or whatever. And so um, I think in general, having something, oh, what are you doing? Oh, this is what I do. Anything, you know, yeah. you could be, you could just have a dot com and you're like, oh, I'm a, I'm a writer, you know, yeah. and like, oh, what do you write about? Like, but then you meet people that aren't doing anything, then you're like, oh, you're an accountant. <laughs> cool. You know, it's like, but having a project that, is interesting in any way yeah. like automatically attracts more attention. I think that's like the easiest thing. It's just like yeah. start something and just be inspired, inspired about what you're doing. Um, and so I think that just obviously live a great story, but I think one of the coolest things that I'm proud of is that when I meet people, I talk to them and I'm like a cool person and I ask really good questions. I'm really interested in people yeah. and people like me and we can have like a long conversation, you know, a couple minutes or whatever. And, and I'm like, what are you working on? What are you doing? What are you excited about? What's your story? You know, and people are like, oh yeah. And I like care about people. And, and then they're like, oh, what about you? And I'm like, oh, you, you know, I run this thing. And they're like, no way. You're like, that's crazy. But it's not that like, that's what makes me cool. It's that like, that's just kind of a cherry on top. Yeah. But it's like, I'm like, I was like, cool before I told exactly. you. Exactly. <laughs> on the internet, it's not always the case. Right? A lot of people are probably not very cool. And I've, been around yeah. those influencer people and you're like, mm, this is fraud. But um, I think that Austin just like has so much cool stuff happening and like that's really at the core of what Live a Great Story is and even what we're moving more into in, in the city um, is really just like being a spark of connection between people and like how can we highlight people that are doing stuff and bring people together that are doing things and like all support each other and um, kind of keep moving down that road together because like if we can do this all together, then which we are yeah. like the city is doing it head and shoulders above any other city like as a whole then that's how you like really blow shit up locally which just like ripples out into the world yeah. and then brings even more people to be a part of this energy wow so i want to know i have a question about where you guys are heading down down the line but to go back to earlier i, I was just thinking about this before you said it's a felony to, to put so like you're what you have now under Lady Bird under the bridge. Obviously, it can be traced back to you. Yeah. Does this has the city just given you like a freebie? Yeah, a freebie. Yeah. Just because it's someone, inspiring. Yeah. Someone. Yeah. Because they could come knock on your door and say you're under arrest or. Yeah, there's there's a couple. I mean, at this point, it's pretty pretty clear yeah. that it's mine um austin's really chill about that um 
there's been a couple close calls in other cities and things where it's like not chill and yeah. like not Austin. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But even I mean, you know, even even in Austin in the early days, like the the bridge one is is obviously iconic at this point. It's, oh, yeah. a, it's a landmark, um, but there were hundreds of them around the city, like in the last five years. So tons of, so they've been taken down one, two, three foot versions of those that have gone up in all parts of the city. And so there's, Oh, that are still up. No, they they just get cut. Like they fall off. People paint over them. I think Um, the fact that it's something positive as opposed to some gang nonsense. Yeah. That makes a difference. Yeah. Yeah. This was uh, over the weekend. I saw that super cool. It, yeah, took oh, yeah. the baby walking. It's funny because, dude, you I was walking up to it, and there were like three people waiting to take a picture. And finally, it was our turn, and I had to like, you know, I was just with her alone. My wife wasn't there, so we just took a selfie style. But like, that's what you see on the bridge. Everyone's walking by; they want a picture of that. Yeah, it's insane. It's awesome. Where can people get some sweet merch? Oh yeah, livegreatstory.com. Yeah, I mean, you you came in here with kind of a dog tag necklace. Yeah, um, you've got a T-shirt. What else? Hats, flags, um, obviously stickers, pins. We have a mystery box right now. A mystery box, it's really cool. I like that. It, idea. Is, it might be my favorite product ever. It has a bunch of stuff that people have been asking about for a long time. Luggage yeah. tags. We have these like two like enamel like challenge coins, like that, that big, like two inches um, huh. patches. Patches, um, buttons. I mean, bandanas. Like, there's been a lot of things. What about gatherings? So we've done a lot in, oh. in, in about. We've done about fifty over the last ten five years, and so um, nice. in different cities yeah. in in Austin, there's been a bunch, and so really that's always has been a big part of like getting people together because when you get in the same room with people that are on the same page Mm -hmm. that energy is contagious and people really thrive off that i thrive off of that like listening to other people and having cool conversations about life and whatever and it's like a really energizing thing so from the jump it's definitely been a big focus and so um when's the next one the next one is december 15th we're doing a 2020 vision kind of like mastermind workshop yeah. um, because once again, it's like awesome. if we can get people together that are building something yeah. and I know what you're focused on and what your goals are and what you're moving towards in 2020, then I know what that looks like. I know how I can support you. If I meet someone out in the world, I know why I need to connect you. Um, and then it creates this really cool support system. So. Um, that's the next one in 2020, uh, in December, but then really like on a monthly basis, we're going to be doing a lot of events. So whether it's our own events, whether you're talking about y'all's events coming up, whether it's MSW or, you know, any of these activations around town, we live a great story. Want to really just act as a spotlight on really cool people that are doing really cool things to bring people together, and then also we're for sure cranking up on our storytelling. So a lot of media, a lot of you know videos, highlights on people um, all in Austin. Like for sure, we're gonna tell everybody's story in Austin. Like I want to just like really. There's so many cool people here that there's more than enough stories about people that are making an impact that we can take those and just even shine a bigger spotlight on ATX. Wow. Boom. So 
you've got your you had a conference a couple weeks ago you've got another one coming up in 2020 take us maybe five years down the road what do you see the live a great story brand i don't know i want to go to the music festival <laughs> that's like super happy and peaceful and full of loving people what what festival <laughs> the live a great story music, great festival. music festival heck yeah, yeah. With like kombucha and, and and cold brew instead of beer and stuff like we'll but, have that too though well, maybe a little beer all right you know <laughs> what i'm saying i don't Remember, know he's, like greg went he's vegan ah uh, well, as thank of you 18 thank days you in for reminding us vegan no yeah. he's or veggie but vegan he's vegan he's committed no cheese yeah no eggies no eggies Thanks. <laughs> In case you forgot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know, man. I think the, the, the biggest thing right now is one like where we're going is one step at a time. And yeah. like, exactly. Like, you know, where media is the next step and mm. storytelling for yeah. sure. And, and ATX storytelling is undoubtedly a, the part of that. And then that supports events and really like when it boils down to it it's stories it's events and it's gear and if we can just keep doing that bigger and bigger and bigger you know there's no reason we can't be i mean anything but we can yeah. we can mix you know like a life is good with a you know positive vice and an acl together mm -hmm. and we can do that we have the brand you know we have all of the the the, the runway for it and I think that if we just keep doing it and keep keep bringing cool people in the mix and keep doing cool shit with cool people, then we can act, Live a Great Story can act as this glue that, this magnetic glue that like attracts the right people and together we can make like really big moves for the world. And, and I think that that's really like, if we can just inspire more people to be themselves to like embrace their journey to be more real and authentic. Um, and I think it, it really a big part of that is the youth. That's like what we're working on for 2020 with the, along with all this stuff is like probably, uh, for sure high schoolers, but definitely some sort of literacy with, you know, underprivileged kids and, yeah. um, you gotta be able to read and write to live your own, to write your own great story. Right. And so that's a big True. part of it. Um, and figuring out how to like do that massively. And once again, like the more money we make, the more money we can pour in yeah. to everything else. Um, it was cool. Uh, we had in lieu come out to the conference and, um, Kathy Terry and P Terry's and they donate like three or $4 million a year to charities, you know, and it's like, that's epic, right? And like, they, they were like built on that. It's like, imagine being able to do that, right? You cut that check, like imagine the impact that that can make for people like on a huge scale, like that's, that's it. Wow. Fired up. Big things coming. We don't even know. It's like that what they are, box, but they're coming. It's like the mystery box. The five year mystery box. Yeah. Nice. Greg, Greg loves this. He loves asking every guest the next question. Oh yeah, he's he's the go-to for this because Greg knows Greg knows everyone all the all the inspirational speakers and everything. He's he's all over him. Yeah, I want to know who who you look up to. Who gives you inspiration? 
It could be anybody. It could be an author, somebody on YouTube. Podcast, yeah. family member. Hmm, buddy. I think I'm really, I mean, I'm really inspired by my sisters. I don't know. Yeah. Where are they at? Here. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm the oldest and we're all like pretty close in age, but I definitely think that that's a huge part of my support and inspiration for mm -hmm. sure. Um, there's been a lot of people that have been pretty instrumental. Like I have a stepbrother that was a big part of my life. Um, a lot of mentors and things. I don't really like, I don't really look up to too many big people. I don't have kind of like celebrity status people that I put on a pedestal. Um, so it's an interesting one. I, I really don't consume too much content. Like I'm not like listening to a podcast or like reading too many books all the time. Um, I would definitely say like, I was thinking back to a big part, a big person that had a big impact is, um, like man's search for meaning. Have you ever heard of that book? No. Victor Frankl. Mm. He went through the Holocaust and wrote pretty iconic kind of like self-help book. I guess it's a self-help book, but he's a, he was a psychologist and it's all about mindset. And like he, it, it's a, it's a really, it was a great book that he, you know, survived because yeah. he, because of his thoughts. And so, um, that was a big one. Um, but I don't know. It's an interesting question. I've always kind of had a problem with the word of like heroes. Like I remember in high school, people like you, you know, write that freaking essay at prep. Who's your heroes? And I've like never really been great at answering Yourself. that question. I just think I'm just inspired by like I really am inspired by so many people like every day. Like I'm so grateful, like insanely grateful as the, the MSW dealer today. Like those guys. You know, CJ was there, um, all the people at the conference, like a lot of badass women that are super inspiring to me. And on the day-to-day -day basis, just like being around people that are like in pursuit, I think that's really the thing that like is most fueling to me is when people are going after something and they're like riding that roller coaster of life and like going up and down and just like doing that, like that's inspiring and that's that can be anybody. And, and really oftentimes it is anybody but it's like when you're talking to someone um, and it's like in the moment, I think it's like the coolest part. Uh, I had a great conversation with this really cool Instagram dude who was like a friend of a friend and he's from out of town and we just sat like two hours the other day talking about life and he's just like, he's like a bodyguard for celebrities and became famous off of that. And he's just like this rad dude. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, he has a lot of stories. Yeah, I mean, he grew up in New York, tatted, you know, like, dude, and um, but we just had like a really cool combo, and and it was just like super inspiring. He had some great suggestions for the brand, and then also like some really cool ethical things. Like, I had to confront a friend about his values and how he was treating some people and, and, and I was like really struggling with that and then talking with this dude, he, you know, he was sharing kind of his story and like things that he'd gone through similarly. And, you know, it was like a random thing that was like super inspiring. And, and, um, I think that there's like each of us can make such an impact in other people's lives that it doesn't have to be, uh, someone really big or, you know, like oftentimes we think about successful people, but 
it's really like success. How I don't do think anybody, success? yeah, like no one's successful, right? Like, and I, I think success is a daily thing, and a lot of people think that they've achieved success, or we think that they might have achieved success, and they write a book or are in a movie or whatever, and they're like not that cool, and they're actually like kind of pieces of shit in real life or whatever. <laughs> and it's like, you know, I think that there's so many people in the day to day that are, are really impactful for what they're doing, and so it's finding those and really just connecting with with that and, and it gives that small boost of, of inspiration for that like little bit of time, you know, and then like find the next person and like to be around good people. I think that's like the biggest thing. Um, it's like you are the people you hang out with. Yeah. So talk about yeah. uh, when you talk about spreading the message, where's the next giant live a great story mural going to be tagged? Ooh. Yeah, I. It's a good question. I think that side of it has died down a little bit because of like the illegal side of it. Yeah. <laughs> Makes um, sense. Yeah. Yeah. There was a direct, like, indirect relationship between like the amount of awareness and the amount of illegal activities yeah. that happened. <laughs> um, I think along that same line, the next thing that's going to go down is probably a group tattoo session. So I think we're going to get like, just open it up to whoever wants to come find a badass artist and like, just probably like free tattoos on the house. And just like, anybody wants to live a great story tattoo. Like, let's do it. We we're going to try to do it at the conference, but it didn't quite work out. Uh, but I think that's like kind of the next thing. Cause I think I don't have one. Um, sadly, I'm not even top 25 people to have getting gotten one. Uh, but there's a You're protecting a that silky skin. <laughs> yeah, I just want to do it with people. I just want to do it with the homies. I want. I want it to be. I want it to happen all together. And no, I'd be. Yeah, I'd be a good little outie. But I'm. I'm picturing like in Cleveland when they had the the giant wall that was just a LeBron mm -hmm. mural for so many years. Yeah. Just. I mean, it wouldn't even have to be illegal. I guarantee you, there's buildings in Austin that would love. Think about the publicity they would get. Yeah. Just by people taking pictures. Yeah. And then, you know. Yeah. Think about the I love you so much sign. There's a line around Joe's every single day. Yeah. And how many people are like obsessed with their coffee? Yeah. You know, they just want to take the picture. That lady's really cool. I don't know. You know the story behind that one? Joe's? No. The I love you so oh, much. No, no, no. It's, it's a great story. And, the, and, um, the owner of Joe's or like that, I don't know if she, I don't know if they own Joe's, but um, I think it's Liz Lambert who owns like Bunkhouse. She did that. Um, she's badass. ATX. She started like South Congress Hotel. Gotta get her. Looking to have her. All these people, I mean, when you talked about starting something and not like thinking money behind it, people asked us when we were starting a podcast, like, How's that going to help your business? Especially three real estate agents. Like the three of you are together. What? And we're like, we're meeting. We've already met like a crazy amount of awesome people. You have like 30 episodes, 33 episodes? You're, you're episode 36. 36, yeah. Yeah. And most of them have been interviews. Yeah. But, um, who are the cool people who, who are some of the ones that stand out? Fias. We had Fias on. CJ. We had CJ on. Um, Jen. Jen is yeah. a yoga instructor. I mean, we've had, I don't even, it's hard yeah, to like, it, it, pick. I'm, yeah, we name the people that you know. Yeah. Um, but like, 
we've had gym owners, food truck owners, restaurant owners, um, bartenders, people that own nonprofits. Like the list goes on. Awesome. There's a place in our heart for each and every one of them. There is. Thank you for coming on our show. Yes. We love you all. And that's why we're doing the party to celebrate all of our podcast guests and, and get all of you guys in the same room together. Yeah. So, I mean, you wear that shirt. Buzzing. You're going to be the most popular guy. Yeah. There. What's the deal with it? We're, we'll give you the details off air. Cool. There's a few things that yeah. VIP. VIP. All righty. We're going to play a quick little, we always yeah. like to oh, do some fun. sort of little fun game, fun, fun. whether it's trivia or we do this like rapid fire, just off the cuff, give us a quick answer. We it's come good. up with some random ass questions. Cool. But yeah, it always leads to something funny. Um, ready? First one, film or photos? So video or photos? Video. Books or audio books? Books. Taco or burrito? Burrito. Yeah. Tequila or beer? Mezcal. Oh. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Kombucha or coffee? Ooh. Coffee. All oh, right. Cold brew. Chipotle or Freebird? Chipotle all day. Yes. Boom. Yeah. Boom, baby. Running or kayaking? Kayaking. Oh. oh. Actually, on that note, I leading up to the conference, I was going on a social spree, and my buddy had done this thing where he you could book a running slot with him. He had a calendly, and you could just like every morning he was running. So come run. I don't have any time for anybody else, but if you want to meet me, come run. And so I was like, that's a cool idea, but running sucks. So let's do it with kayaking. And I bought these two inflatable kayaks and made a link. And I just like and I was like, hey, I want to kayak with you, and let's spend some time. And I and just I ran just, people. And I just sent it out, yeah. and I booked eight the first day. And have kayaked probably like twenty some times in the last like month, and it's like only ones on the lake, six thirty in the morning, <laughs> sunset. It's with absolutely horrible. With the new random. Person. Uh no, it was a mixture of friends and new oh, okay. friends, and it's a good way to meet people. It's, yeah. a, it's it's the coolest. They're both Calendly. eighty dollars for the kayaks. Yeah. Like, or them on Amazon. Calendly link, I think. Like, I think I sent you the link. Yeah. Same thing, but exactly. it was just kayaking. And people, was, and people were like, hey, let's hang out, let's grab a coffee. And I said, I don't know, I just have a shortcut on my phone, <laughs> kayak, and it sends them the link. And I'm like, let's go kayak. And, and Can I sign up one day? Drop you right now. Oh, yeah. Now it's a little bit interesting because it's like the temperature changed. I've had to like, True. been rainy and I had to like cancel some, but there's still like oh, a cool. nice, the mornings, now it's like right in the morning. So um, sunrise is at, I think 645, so it'd be like perfect. It's amazing to be on the lake, only one on the lake, no one else is out there, hour, 45 minutes, whatever, just like paddling, watching the sunrise over the city, it's insane. Great way to start your day. Doing it. Yeah, man, that's awesome. Yeah, let's do it. Greg's favorite question. Oh, what's the best date spot? Date spot? Yeah. Kayaking. <sighs> oh. Okay. So What's your second favorite date spot? Favorite restaurant. Yeah. Um, my girlfriend and I went to Swedish Hill the other morning, and it was amazing. Swedish we watched, Hill? We watched Swedish, Swedish Hill Bakery. Hill Bakery. It's, they just redid it like um, in the last month, mm. and it's amazing, great, like insane selection. It was like a morning thing, so the difference between morning and afternoon. Um, 
but that was one of the like very unexpectedly cool spots. Where's that? Came to mind on six. Clark's Clarksville. Clarksville. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right near where we. It's right next to the strip Clark's. mall. Strip mall there. Right yeah. Well, it's, it's like, like on the corner. Okay. Of a, I don't know. There's like a. It is. It's like a block west of Lululemon. Okay. Well, nice. Beautiful. Yeah. Favorite movie of all time? Fight Club. Wow. That was not, not even a hesitation. That was yeah. a fast answer. That made a big impact on it. Yeah. Wow. Well, we heard it all from Zach. We appreciate it. This was awesome. I think a lot of people are going to get a lot out of listening to your interview. We're going to hit with the Weekly Brew. So each week, the Weekly Brew is like a developing story, something going on in Austin. Um, I wonder if you've seen what's going on downtown. Uh, so... Austin just welcomed its two newest residents and their owls. Have you seen these owls? No. So downtown in front of the Austin proper, which is yeah. still being built, condo and hotel building, yeah. stand two 10-foot tall owl statues. They're called Kempelin's Owls. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly, but it's inspired by the 18th century robotics of Wolfgang von Kempelin. And... They sit on top of, I have a trivia question for you. They sit on top of a 12-sided shape. Do you know what a 12-sided shape know. is called? A dodecahedron. Dodecahedron. So they both sit on top of dodecahedrons. Um, they silently observe people walking by. But to make them a little bit creepy, they're equipped with some sort of a hidden mechanism that allows them to turn their heads and stare at people. So I don't know what triggers it, but their eyes glow as well. You got to look it up. Um, but is it in front of the proper? In front of it, yeah. I think it's like like second in Nueces or yeah. Um, so my thought was, I think we need a live a great story Hooter shot. We need. Can we one. make that happen? We can do that. <laughs> I, <laughs> he's down for a live a great story Hooter shot. You are. Happen. Are you in for it? Yeah, let's go. Let's do it. Take us out, sir. Yeah. Well, folks, thank you so much for tuning in today's podcast with Mr. Zach Horvath. And we trust you are inspired to the moon and beyond. Remember to subscribe on iTunes or wherever you're tuning in from. We love a five-star rating. And be sure to check us out on Instagram at What's Brewing ATX. As well as follow Live a Great Story at Live a Great Story. Until next time, Austin. Cheers. 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 All right, folks. November 16th, 4 o'clock to 7 o'clock. Mark your calendars because What's Brewing ATX is having the event of the year. And if you want to gain VIP access, make sure to smash that subscribe button, screenshot it, and send us a picture on Instagram so we know you did it. And then we'll get you in the door. Thanks for tuning in. Till next time. Cheers. Thank you.